Welcome to the Ride of My Life podcast. I'm Caroline Rena, and I'll be sharing with you what it's like as I go out on the road while working through the emotions and challenges that go along with it. As I develop my knowledge and awareness, I hope to connect with you on this journey. Hey everyone, I'm Caroline Rena. Welcome to the Ride of My Life podcast. This is episode 12, I think. So I'm very excited and also walking through some stuff at the same time. I uh, yesterday was put in the place of making a decision on a date. So I'm not totally there on the actual date, but there's a pretty close um, time frame of when I will be heading out of South Florida and going on my, uh, the first, the first portion of my ride. So I'm excited. I'm nervous. I'm all over the place, as you can imagine, and walking through experiences and lessons all at the same time. So today is a day of um, experiencing this probably um, real time. So just bear with me on this conversation um, because I am kind of working through it. I'm pretty much all the way through this part of what's going on, but there's still pieces of it that I haven't really connected with yet, only because I haven't experienced today yet. And I'll explain that in a moment. But um, so just to give you an understanding, I I really have a deep knowing and um, of what is going on with this process of uh, going on the road. And because, and I, I'm going to say this, I'm 57, my age tends to, when, when we get to certain parts, uh, points in our lives, we cycle through um, a next experience. And that's what causes like midlife crises and, you know, different things like that. So um, I get into that at some point, maybe in the future of the intricacies of the cycles of life, but this isn't what's happening right now. Just know that in every every certain amount of time, I believe it's like seven years, it depends on your understanding of, of um, you know, like uh, numerology or any of that kind of stuff um, when it happens. So basically in the last two days, I've had three conversations with a couple of friends of mine and in um, who have been walking me through uh, this outcome, whatever that looks like, because I don't know. And I'm okay. I'm really okay. I know I'm okay. And uh, it took a minute to get to the okay, because I did need, definitely needed a conversation with one of them last night. And it helped to walk me through some understandings because like I explained before, I have to talk my way through things so I can get to understand what's going on because when stuff tends to get stuck in my head, I, it just goes all over the place. Um, and then I can't nail down anything. And then I get, that's when anxiety tends to come up. It wasn't as bad as it usually is. And I was able to contain it or usually was, I was able to contain it and understand it, not contain it and push it down, but understand it. 
So anyway, I'm feeling much better and able to do this this morning. I didn't get a whole lot of sleep last night, but that was just part of this, uh, the, the things that I'm doing and uh, working towards getting ready, even um, uh, physically getting ready, uh, you know, with the pictures and all that type of thing. So y'all know about that already. I'm not going to get into that anyway. So um, I really find it interesting, though, that the friends that I've been um, connecting with lately have all been what um, I see as divine masculine men. And I really find it, it, it just, it just kind of, um, I'm sitting with this too, because it just kind of um, not surprises, but it's, it's just interesting that these men are showing up for me more in my life right now as I'm preparing to take action um, into something that I have never been able to do before. And not as many women are really showing up for me or not for me, but in my life right now, new, new experiences or old friends, conversations, whatever, that's not happening right now. For me, these men are showing up and I really need this and I see why. And I'm going to go through that real quick. Um, to work through this, I took a look back and realized that I really didn't have a lot of guidance from my father. Now, now I'm going to explain a lot of this stuff. So sometimes it might sound off, you know, whatever, but I didn't have guidance from him, the kind that I needed personally. And um, father in general, and I think that's why we have so many issues around uh, the father right now in society, but that's again, another, another conversation. Um, father and the natural capacity to raise his child or children is not only for providing a sense of security and protection, it's, they're also there to teach their children about taking action in life and being firm and being, you know, strong and, and, um, powerful and, you know, that type of thing. And I, I will say that that's an understanding I have that I'm still kind of looking into it. I did some quick research, you know, before I wrote out my blog and I'm coming onto this uh, podcast to talk about it. But, um, in general, that's what I feel is, is the case with, um, how fathers raise their children. And my father didn't really show me about how to take action, but there was always an expectation from him that I really, or from him that I, that I would already know the answer to everything, even when I was little, at least that's the memory I have. I mean, that could be skewed also, but that's kind of where I feel like it came from. And as I was growing up, I always had the feeling, especially around him, of not of not being good enough. So that keeps coming up in different areas of my life and, and a little bit at a time now, it's not as bad as it used to be, obviously. Um, but I could never meet his expectations and he never said he was proud of me. And that was a big deal for me for a long time. And I even, I remember uh, going to lunch with him one time and we actually had a conversation and I looked him straight in the face. I recorded this on tape. Uh, um, we actually had a conversation about different things that I was doing because I wanted to share mine because I was talking to him about his life. And I asked him right straight out front. And he, and, and I said, are you proud of me? And he said, of course, I'm proud of you. 
And that threw me because he didn't come out and actually say, I am proud. Yes, I'm proud of you. You've done great things, you know, whatever, whatever that was. And I was, I think I was in like my early thirties and that really, that really locked in. And it, it kind of pushed me in a direction of, wait, I don't understand what that is, you know, and it, it sat with me for a long time and it took a long, it took a lot for me to, to let go of that, but because of the belief that I'm not good enough, you know, and my, my own father can't even be proud of me and da, 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 you know, all that kind of thing. And so what I'm doing is I'm bringing that up kind of to share the difference between what I didn't feel like I got from my father that I personally needed and what these men that came into my, uh, life or not into my, well, they're in my life, but into my conversation over the last couple of days, what they provided for me. And it was something that I never felt like I got from my father because, you know, I mean, having a conversation with him was very abrupt and it didn't feel loving. It was always like, this is the way you do things and this is what's happening. And this is, you need to follow this and you know, that type of thing. And there was no exchange. There was just me sitting there listening to him telling me what I need to do from his perception, from his perspective. And it didn't, it doesn't sit well for me because I don't, that's not how I live my life. That's not how I, I, it's hard for me to be told what to do because I kind of get a little, um, you know, pushback. When, when I'm told what to do, and it may have something to do with that, I don't know, or who I, you know, the personality or my design or whatever, I don't know. Anyway, my father just didn't understand how to be the way I needed him to be with me. That's how I feel. It's not that he didn't love me. I know he did, and I get that. So I remember like the biggest thing I remember when everything was going on, you know, through the, my parents' divorce and, um, you know, everything that was happening, he would always say to me, no matter what happens, I will always love you. And I felt that love in different ways, but not quite the way this human body and psyche and, you know, whatever needed for growth, the way I needed it. I had to learn all that on my own. Um, so anyway, what I'm working up to saying here is this, these conversations I had with these divine masculine men were full of love, truth, compassion, and direction. Something I, I've never felt before was the, you know, the help with the direction, not force, not, um, or validation with direction, not saying you have to do this. This is what you have to do. Like I remember my father used to say, you know, I need you to, you know, you need to be in the military and you need to get your railroad tracks. That's captain, which I ended up getting anyway, but it, it didn't feel good to me because it was so, it was like, it was forced. It was like, I was doing it to make him proud of me. And I didn't, um, I didn't feel comfortable in that, I guess. But um, anyway, so the love, truth, compassion, and direction that I received from, from the conversation with these men helped me over the last couple of days to walk through these fears that have been coming up about this new direction and path that I'm going on. Um, and they validated me. They validated my thoughts and they made things or they helped me to make things make sense to me. You know, it was just, you know, give and take conversation with, with uh, the compassion and love behind it and 
all, all three of these men I've known for a good amount of years. One of them I think is about 12 to 15 years, I would say maybe. Um, another one is probably about four or five years. And the other one is probably three years. But they all knew me very well and they all they all knew um, they could see how I work. So it's not someone I just met off the street who's just telling me this. Um, anyway, so today um, it comes to this point because this is where things are kind of shifting. Um, today I am going to a service um, for a friend I knew a while ago who died um, recently and it's bringing up a lot for me right now about life, death, and rebirth, because that's kind of what I'm going through um, and feel like is happening with me in this process. It's very strange. It's hard to explain it in words right now because I'm still kind of watching it. But what I see is that this cycle of my life, of the one I've known, is coming to a close. And it's kind of hard for me to say this, but I'm going to because it's part of this process. It's almost like, in a lot of ways, I feel like I'm dying to the old me. Um, I don't even really know who she was anymore. I mean, I know her. I know she was scared, and I know she was traumatized, and I know she was, you know, um, I, I know about her behaviors. I know about all those things, but it's kind of like starting to fizzle um, into a, just a past, uh, memory and it's not so much in my face anymore. So that's, what's so interesting about this process. And I, I, I have a feeling that I have released this, but like I said, it's just being in this moment with it because I'm still in it. And, and I'm still sharing it with you, so it's not easy to explain it right now. But as I go, I'm sure in future, you know, conversations that I have with you or interviewing other people that these things will come up and I'll be able to come back to this um, and be able to express it differently. Um, but, and what I also know that it involves a deep love and compassion for me, my inner little girl and life itself. And that's different. I've never spoken like this before. So this is way different than anything that I've ever experienced before in my life. And that's what it feels like right now. And dying to the old version of me is also bringing me more and more into freedom, like I've talked about. And I really can honestly say that out loud because it feels freer and freer every time I let go of something. It feels like there's more room. It feels like I'm expanding. It feels like there's an expansion within and, you know, extending myself. Again, it's nothing I've ever experienced before in my life. So this is interesting. <laughs> it's, it's cool. It's, it's, it's interesting. And it's not the easiest thing to walk through. And I'm, I'm doing it. And I'm really proud of myself. And I don't need my dad anymore to tell me he's proud of me because I can say that. And that's actually <laughs> bringing tears to my eyes because that's like a, what I call a soul recognition. I recognize that I'm able to do that now. And it's, this is really powerful. And I'm glad to be doing this in the moment. Um, and so, uh, 
this trip that I'm about to embark on as I go into the cold of West Virginia from the warm of Florida, beautiful time of year in Florida. This is what make it, well, everybody, they come down here during this time of year to include me. And you experience this, this time down here, you're like, oh my God, I got to move down here. And that's what I think happens. So it's this time of year, usually I think that, that contributes <laughs> to the influx of people coming in or coming down here. Um, but I'm leaving the beauty of the weather and I'm going to uh, back into snow more than likely and um, basically hibernating, working with my friend in, in our work together and healing into the next chapter of my life. And this is really, really teaching me a lot. And I feel like I'm a very short way of breaking out of my chrysalis and the butterfly is about to come forth and I can feel it. And I also know still, even, um, even when I, I've learned about butterflies, I learned, I watched a video one time where a butterfly broke out of the chrysalis and somebody actually touched the butterfly in hoping that they could help. I don't remember if it was an adult or a child, but in hoping they could help the butterfly to fly and you can't do that with a butterfly because when it breaks out of the chrysalis, it has like this um, uh, mucusy kind of stuff on its wings and it actually has to kind of dry its wings out before it starts to fly. And that's kind of what I feel like is happening. Like I'm creeping out of the chrysalis and I'm still in that stage where I need to allow my wings to dry first before I actually can take off. Um, and that's, that's just the feeling that's, that's coming up and, um, the process and the preparation for this trip, the process that I'm going through emotionally, mentally, physically, spiritually, all that, obviously physically, the preparation for the trip is opening and expanding me in my life. And I know as I am riding the open road that I'm on my journey, I'm is actually out there that more will reveal itself. It's just not doing it right now because I'm still kind of coming to the point of departure <laughs> of my wings drying to take off, you know, whatever, whatever that is, whatever that looks like. Uh, I do feel more ready than I ever have. And I work through these as I work through these um, habits and releasing the beliefs that I've held on to that no longer serve my life as it is in the moment. And I feel the excitement growing. Uh, so I remember a while ago, I don't watch her anymore, but I do remember a, a statement she made. Yanla Van Zant, and I hope I pronounced that right. I don't think, I don't know if I ever do, but years ago, I heard her say, if the pee isn't running down your leg, your dream isn't big enough. Words to that effect, I can't remember exactly. Well, here's the deal. The pee is running, the nausea is rising, the sweat is pouring, the tears are expressing, and the, or my, truth is being revealed all at the same time. This is, how many times can I use? This is so incredible. Um, it, it's like blowing my mind, for lack of better ways to say it. And, you know, everything that I've gone through and walked through and and cleared from and, and with the help, obviously with the help of, you know, coaches and um, therapists and friends and, you know, whatever, it's bringing me to this place of an understanding and a knowing of this. And that's the reason I'm sharing it with you. It's not like, I, I'm not a gloater. 
And if what I say sounds like that, that's not the intention I'm putting out there. It's more that um, it's something, if I can do this after everything that I walk through in my life or been through in my life, um, that there is possibility out there for anyone. And that's what I'm, that's what the biggest thing about this is. And this ride is important to me because of what I've gone through in my life with trauma and being able to walk through this portion of it is monumental for me personally. And like I said, I also believe that as I do this, I can become a role model for other people to show that no matter what you've gone through in your life, there is healing and peace, love and joy to find and receive on the other side. It's happening, you know, it's like <laughs> blowing my mind, I don't know. Um, anyway, so, <clears throat> wow, <sighs> final preparations are happening right now, as it looks like my departure is within the first 10 days of the new year, that's imminent, and that's what came up yesterday, and, um, I'll just keep you posted as things progress, and I just want to say this, we are truly all one, when I talk about others, I'm speaking <clears throat> in reference to connection with other people. I'm not speaking in reference to what we all feel separate. A lot of us feel separated and we're put on this earth, I feel, to learn how to reconnect with a higher power, with other people, with ourselves, especially with the truth about who we are. And um, so that's why I believe that we're, we are all truly one because we all <clears throat> have the same planet we live on, we all breathe the same air, we all, you know, connect in different ways, we, we all are here for each other, at least that's the intention, you know, I mean, whatever, however that looks out in the world sometimes doesn't appear that way, but that's what goes on, we all bleed red, you know, um, in fact, I remember when I was in the military, one of the things that uh, they said was, um, I think I can't really remember, but it had to do with because there were so many different uh, uh, cultures in the military, and it was about you know about how we bleed red. We're all wearing the same uniform, and we all bleed red. So it was it was very helpful helpful for me to hear that to understand that at that time as well. Even though I kind of already knew that, but it kind of validated it. But anyway. I digress back into the military again, which is not where I'm at right now. So I'm just going to move forward. And I'm going to say that um, being able to connect in such a way through this medium, through my, you know, travels, whatever, whatever that is, is a way to bring, bring peace and healing to this planet, to be a role model of, you know, I I want to say being a role model through trauma because that I experienced that and I am one of these people who apparently <laughs> I've seen plenty of other people break through their traumas and I never thought I would be one of them and it's happening. So um, being able to bring peace and healing to this planet and knowing full well that it begins with me. And um, the last thing I want to say is I am here to be the instrument of your peace, I prepare fully now for the ride of my life. 
the instrument of your piece, there is a, a St. Francis of Assisi, Dr. Wayne Dyer used to talk this, um, uh, Lord, make me the instrument of your peace. And I get it. I get it. Um, I'm not, I'm, I'm uh, not a religious person. I don't uh, subscribe to any one particular religion, so to speak. I was raised Jewish, but I do believe in spirituality. I do believe in Christ consciousness within and without. Um, and I do believe that we are all the instrument of peace. And now I see that. Again, soul recognition, little, little tearing happening, so bear with me. Um, so I know that I'm on the right path because when it has a soul recognition, that's what I feel that means. So I'm not, I'm not, I don't downplay any, any, uh, anybody's faith, never will. Um, I follow my own guidance and I learn from my own healing and I connect with that guidance now more than ever. So that's where I'm coming from, you know, and I hope that that helps and I look forward to seeing you on the next go round. I don't know how this is going to pan out when I'm on the, while I'm on the road. So it's going to be a little choppy as far as I've been trying to do it every three days, but it's, it might, might get a little choppy me trying to drive and, you know, <laughs> do a podcast, but we'll see, we'll see. That's part of the adventure. Anyway, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being here. Uh, I will ask um, in this case, one more time that I'm finding out about uh uh, YouTube and how you have to have like a thousand subscribers so they will start to push it out uh, to more people. And if you are inclined, like I said, to uh, subscribe to you, my YouTube channel, that would be huge help. Share it and get, get at least so I can, you know, at least get this up to a thousand and then see where it goes from there, you know, and, uh, and, and I, I think that's about it. Anyway, thank you again. Um, look forward to bringing the next, uh, next podcast out, which is episode, say 13 and, um, all right. Have a beautiful day. Mm -hmm.